This is Beers and Buckets, a podcast for degenerates like us who drink beer and watch basketball. I'm one of your hosts, Connor, and like always, I'm joined by Dal. Actually, no, Dal's not here. I'm joined by Kyle and Matt. So Dal was uh, in New York, and then he got home a little bit later than he expected. He said, you guys go on without us. So we said, rest up, buddy. And uh, we will we won't get bullied tonight, guys. Like that's the thing is that Dow likes to bully us with stats, so we don't we don't get bullied tonight. So it's a night off for us. We're not feeling like crap uh, after we record this because the statistician just keeps on coming and coming and coming in waves. So let me guess, guys. Let me ask you guys a question here. I've got a couple of questions for you. In the last five years, what is one of the more memorable upsets in college basketball for you? Just give me uh- one right now. I'm going to go ahead and start because I don't want it stolen. Virginia <laughs> versus UMBC. 16 versus one, only time ever. I mean, first time ever, only time ever. Only time ever. My, I don't want to say it's probably the only one ever, but it, it's first time and might be a while. Yeah. No, that's a great one. That's a good one. What about you, Kyle? Yeah. Hey, uh, what's going on, by the way, uh, fellas? It's been a couple weeks, three. It feels like it's been a couple years since I've been on here. But, um, <laughs> I mean, there were some good ones last year. Um, Laurel Roberts, I love that team. Um, yeah. In Ohio State. Um, Shoot, that whole tournament last year was upset. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to pick, you know, you know what Matt said. and, and or, But I like that Oral Roberts team so much. Um, and then you had Abilene Christian last year, too. So, I mean, I don't want to take yours or anything, but this, this recent, just – just last year, you know, within the last year, we had two really good ones in the tournament, at least. Um, I mean, obviously, that Virginia upset is is was ridiculous because it wasn't even like a buzzer beat or anything. It wasn't even overtime. It was a total blowout, you know, just domination. So it was one of the more fun uh, fun ones to watch that wasn't a buzzer beater. So, yeah, a lot of them recently. Yeah, uh, I tried to think of one and – that wasn't going to hurt my soul and my heart. But I mean, the most memorable, memorable upset in the last five years for me was Evansville over Kentucky, just because right. we were coming off of beating Michigan state. I think we, we had just been picked number one. Tyrese Maxey mm-hmm. was just like the absolute man. Like he was just mm-hmm. like, no one could touch him after that Michigan state game, hit that big shot. And then we go and drop a stinker to Evansville at home against a really bad Evansville right. team. It's not even like an Evansville team that, you know, like ended up doing well in the tournament. Like they were last in their, in their uh, conference and just, it was just embarrassing. Poor Walter falls from the altar. Yeah. You know, after that, right after that. Just, yeah. Like it was just, it was, just that was the loss that, that kept on giving. It was the gift that kept on giving with that right. loss. It was like, it was like a quad eight loss. Like that's how bad it felt. Um, yeah. But even I mean, I've then, got family that lives in Evansville, and they were they were, they uh, she went to Evansville, and yeah. uh, you know, like it was she was at the game, I believe, and um, you know, it was just nuts. And they were, I mean, they were riding high on with Walter and everything, and then all of a sudden, he just yeah, you know, totally just falls. I will say to to that point, Connor, mine and Kyle's, uh, at least if I understood the one Kyle picked, that's it. Uh, nail in the coffin, stick a fork in them, they're done. Now, granted, for Virginia, they were happy to come back and win the title next year, so maybe that. But I think if you're yeah. 
yours becomes easier for me to swallow and the fan base to swallow because that team turned out really good and there's really no team related heartbreak at the end of the season. Absolutely. Since, yeah. Since there was no yeah. tournament, oh, oh we, 2020 would have been ours, which who, who knows? I mean, you know how the tournament goes. But like yeah. that, it would have been one thing if that would have been like the 2016 team that oh, lost yeah. to the second round. Like, so you had a bad loss, or yeah. if that had been like last year. But yeah, at least the, the reason I couldn't get behind that one too much, and as mine and Kyle, it's that just one that thing. sticks out to me. That's that was my thing, is one yeah, that sticks out to me. But the, the bright side of it is that we didn't even get a tournament that year, which kind of sucked. But at the same time, we didn't have to watch Selection Sunday where they bring up that loss again and remind Kentucky fans of that loss again in that season for like the 50th time. Well, not the about like on that team. What would have sucked is because if you're being realistic, we'd have probably got a two or a three seed instead of a one. And the oh, yeah. two losses they would have brought up would have been Evansville and then the 20 point blown lead to Tennessee about yep. a week earlier. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, that was kind of a nice dodge the bullet there. Like, we didn't have to see that on selection Sunday, but we were still on pace to do a two, have, get a two seed after dropping to a really bad Evansville team. So, and we had won the SEC by what was it, three games? So, yeah, I try not to think about that. Auburn was so good that year, too. Yeah, so. and I, I try not to think about that year in general, you know, like including the college basketball the year that season. Like it's all a blur. <laughs> yeah. It's all a blur. That know? was such a wacky year, man. That was such a fun but wacky year. So, yeah, I love that team a lot. Sorry, I just try so not bad. to think about it because it was all potential, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, all right, let me give you another question, and then we'll keep. Well, then we'll move on to Shark Tank upsets. So, if you had to right. pick a single coach of this list to have a beer with. Who would you pick between Chris Mack, Bill Self, Will Wade, and Tom Crean? I'm not picking uh, Tom Crean because he's the type of guy that's going to slip you a roofie based off yeah, what I've seen on the court. He's, like, he's, he's going to try to kiss you. It's going to be awkward. Yeah. You just don't know. Yeah, so he's going to kiss you on the mouth and hug Wade. your neck. Will Wade, you're going to get a nice big-ass offer. Uh, but also, I'm not, Chris I'm not Mack, going with Chris Mack because he's going to extort me no, at some point. He's yeah. going to record well, that I need whole to see conversation. Like, I, if we're being completely honest, like just what we know of these people, Chris Mack seems like an asshole. Uh, Bill well, the self, thing with self is self loves to buy beers because apparently he buys all the media beers at <laughs> you know the big wherever the tournaments or whatever. Yeah, give me Will Wade. So. Yeah, give me Will Wade. Yeah, I'm between Wade and self. I mean, just I'm probably going to go self to have just beer. because he's won a championship. He's got he's probably got better stories. Will Wade's going to be like, well, I had this top ten recruit and then I didn't pay enough money for him, so screw that guy you know like i'm not gonna listen right. here and listen to that because he also just seems like a whiner like all these coaches are whiners but will wade definitely seems like the biggest whiner there is of this yeah list, i think so. from what i hear self is gonna be you're gonna have probably the most fun and have the best stories coming from self he's he's been around a block you know so i think yeah. it'd be a good time and you will have to pay <laughs> I thought you were going to continue with that, but no. But yeah. <laughs> it was just a bad hair joke. Yeah. Just a bad hair joke. Okay. So we're going to move uh, on to Shark Tank upsets. Hell of a dad this joke is, right there. Oh, Bravo. Yeah. Yeah. Bravo. Yeah. You're about two more of those away from being kicked off this podcast forever, but it's okay. Uh, Ooh, we're going to move on to Shark Tank upsets. <laughs> this is where each of us pitches a game this upcoming week that is prime for upset, uh, but you provide stats or some sort of reasoning to persuade the other host to buy in. Uh, we're going to pitch it like a Shark Tank style, if you've ever seen the TV show, but the Sharks can either buy a pint, a case, a keg, or they can be completely out 
And uh, if they need to insult you, they can do that too. So why don't you take it away? Why don't you guys take it away and give us your upset this week? Well, first off, I went to Google and just to kind of get mine back up here, I was going to go USC at Stanford. Has that been postponed? Do we have official announcement? Because uh, Elaine just said, anyway, so I'm going to pretend if it's not, because we're at a point in the season where, look, I got hot earlier on, but we're at a point in the season where we could all, whatever we all say tonight could very well happen. Could also not happen, and then the next week, because like you notice, Kansas. I, what, what was that? I picked Connor. Kansas at Iowa State. Missed that one. Kansas then loses to Texas Tech. So we're at that point of the schedule, and this is this kind of season where the one we pick probably is not going to happen, but we're close, right? Like if I if you project Kansas is going to lose this week, they probably will. Just probably not the one that you or someone else picks. But I was going USC at Stanford if that game's yeah. still on. Right now it is. It looks like it, yeah, USC it's showing that it's like, not canceled yet. So. It's Tuesday, okay, so, uh, Tuesday, um, and it's, yeah. it's five o'clock at that time. So I think it's what um, nine o'clock. Okay, e- Eastern. So yeah. hopefully that's the case. Um, Sam, I'm just reading an article. Somebody being scheduled to two. I don't know. Time zones throw me off. But no matter <laughs> when it is, I just don't think USC has played anybody really that I'm aware of. And just teams struggle coming off these postponements, and that's yeah. how you get got, especially being a good team. Teams struggle also teams, when uh, your concessions aren't aren't there, when you have no concessions for your fans like Duke, or you have no <laughs> student section like Vanderbilt this upcoming Tuesday. So, and, and what, what are we doing? Awesome. What are we freaking doing? Like, what does it matter like if there's a- food or drink or not? <laughs> like, it's an airborne virus. Like, what does it freaking matter? Like, just let people eat and drink if they want to. Like, what what are Who we knows? doing here? And the students, like, well, they're not bringing the students back, but all the fans who live and work and are surrounded so, by way more of the people. Like, what What are we doing I'm, here? I, uh, I'm in the dark. I mean, Sorry, is that God. so, oh, man, is that so that people – is is that so people don't have their mask taken down for eating and drinking? That's what I was thinking because when I went to are the – Are they Kentucky having game, a mask, please, that's going around and just say, put your mask I mean, on? I don't like, know. Nobody's wearing it. I mean, not that I really even care. Like, I'm, I probably wouldn't wear a mask either, but nobody's wearing masks at games anyways. Look, I think I think the mask one is risk, like every other thing you read, every other thing you do. You walk into any business, it's basically the cover. It's CYA. It's to cover their ass. And if you right. choose not to wear it, and you end up die, dying from anything, just like if you choose not to wear uh, whatever, and you go to some kind of uh, amusement park and you fall and die, hey, you chose not to wear that. I, I think that's what it is. I, it's it's going to be impossible to enforce. I didn't even hear they did that at Duke. They did that at Duke. Got it either. Yeah, it was it was Saturday night. They implemented it and oh, they lost to Miami. That. Direct well, correlation. That's my theory. Direct correlation that they you don't have concessions, your team's going to lose. You got to have the popcorn and the ice cream. God, what are we doing though? Like that know, one man. makes no but sense. But anyways, it makes no sense. So Matt, uh, but yes, Matt, USC and Stanford are still on. So yeah, we're now. Assuming it happens. Uh, as uh, now, what's your reasoning behind it? Besides that, USC is coming yeah. off postponement. Is that like that? That's your big thing. Well, so if we're going to be honest, this seems like a type of season where, and I look, I don't watch a lot of out west games. I know there's been a lot of postponements. I know a lot of those states have varying degrees of rules, but I think this is the season for home teams because everybody, especially in the southeastern conference where our team is. The, the home team is just salivating to get back out there. So you're going to have packed houses. It, it, 
so basically every home game kind of becomes, you know how there's always that thing, oh, Kentucky's everybody's Super Bowl? Well, that's every home game now, in my opinion. Every home game, the crowd is just dying to be there, dying to act a fool. Yes, it may lead to a fight or two, but they're just dying to show out. So I'm always going to give a little bit of nod to a home team. But then when you got a, a, a team coming in off, and if I'm not mistaken, I think it's been kind of like, they played like two weeks. It's, and then, it is one of those ones where you kind of go in, not even sure if the game's going to be canceled or not. So I'm, I'm just going to ride with the home team on that. 13-0. and 0. I mean, especially in the Pac-12, how many times do you, if you're Stanford, if you're Cal, if you're one of these teams, do you get a top 15 team, get to come in, and you get to make some noise? And it's one of those ones, it's like a very preseason-y, very 13. You know how, like, in the, at the first week, mm-hmm. like football and basketball, there's that top 15 team that you're, like, effing phony? In my opinion, yeah. that could be USC, I, and we'll find out. But like that, just feels like a cheap thirteen rank win. And I feel yeah, like they definitely they definitely rode the wave of Evan Mobley from last year. So I think they're still riding on that tournament win. They made it pre- or pr- made it pretty far in the tournament last year. Here's some numbers for it that I think back you up. Is that when USC has the ball, they shoot thirty five percent from three, fifty four from two. Their free throw percentage is 60. That's 356th in the nation, which is disgusting. Mm. And then when Stanford has the ball, <laughs> they're not much better at free throws. They're 64.8%. Stanford turns has a turnover percentage of 22.4, which is pro like which is not good. However, USC's defense is their defense turns the ball over 14.5%. So they're 40, uh, 342nd in the nation on that. So mm. It's going to be ugly basketball is what I'm seeing. Yeah, this is a tough one for me. And you yeah, feel, it's, it's going to be bad. If you're a good team and you come off a break, it, it might be hard to get back to your good level. If you are if you have bad numbers that you just said, it's probably – you're probably not going to – I don't see you coming out in every bad, every low number you gave being high all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, and you that's know. the thing is that it's at Stanford. So being that it's at Stanford, USC shoots 60% from free throws – Stanford has 39.9% of bench minutes, so they use their bench more than you know compared to USC's, which is 27%. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a case on this. I'm gonna buy a case on this one. Mm. Wow. Okay. Because I just yeah, think I mean that, Stan- Stanford's like said, coming off of that prolonged period of not playing, um, yeah. they they suck at free throws, and it's the, I mean the foul is just it's gonna be ugly. It's gonna be really ugly. Mm-hmm. They haven't played since the 23rd. They beat Liberty by three, which is a pretty good win. Um, yeah. I'm back and forth. I'm going to take, but I will have a pint. Just give me a little pint, and I'll have a taste, and we'll see We'll see how we'll see how we do. So on ESPN at 5 o'clock, so something everybody can uh, watch. I like it. Also, Ken Palm has USC winning this one, 73-68, with a 69% confidence is what it looks like. So – nice Mm -hmm. uh yeah i think if you have a little bit of pocket change and you live in a place where you could bet i would put maybe like 10 bucks on this and maybe parlay it with another game and see if it hits yes i I like it though i'll put i'll buy a case on this all right good pick matt this is a good game it's a good game to pick all right um i was back and forth i kind of want to since dal isn't with us today I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and rep the Deeks for uh, for our buddy Dow. Um, so they got Duke coming in 
on Wednesday, I believe. Yes, Wednesday. Duke's obviously coming off the loss to Miami. I haven't had a chance. I didn't get a chance to watch a whole lot of that game on Saturday, but it, it sounded like their guards are having some issues. Moore wasn't playing too well. Keels. Um, and so they're wake. Actually, when you look at the numbers, they're very similar teams. Duke is a little bit better, you know, obviously with their athletes. Um, they're a little bit better defensively in the steals and blocks department. Um, but I think Wake is going to – it's going to be one of those things like you, you were talking about, Matt, how Wake is – it's going to be – they're going to be fired up uh, with Duke coming in there. You know, they're, they're kind of rolling right now. They've been – they haven't played the best schedule in the world, but they just beat Syracuse on Saturday in overtime. They got a big win against FSU uh, by 22. They've had close losses. So I just think it's going to be one of those games like you were talking about, Matt, where their home team just rides a momentum. Duke maybe is going through some issues at guard and the guard at the guard positions. Paulo maybe gets in a little foul trouble. It's just one of those road environments that, you know, it's going to be a tight one. This may go to overtime, but I think Wake's going to pull it off. I'm uh, all in on this one. All right. All in. Yeah, I like it. I think we can go ahead and assume Dow's going to have a couple cases of that. I don't know. I'm just going <laughs> to, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if he's too much of a homer or if he'd just he, yeah, he may have, he may have played reverse psychology on this one. I don't know. But uh, we'll we'll get the word from him and see what he's thinking on it. Um, I'll take a free sample because I like what you said about getting to overtime. Mm-hmm. I just it's hard for me if I'm betting, you know, if I'm if I'm going down, and I'm betting on upsets, and I'm betting on a, a, a big dog to go down. Let's be honest. Right. Duke, I mean, Duke's a top five team, no matter what you think of them there or what you know where they'll be ranked. It's just tough to get them twice. Right, you get a team at you get especially yeah. when you lose one at home. I, I, now, now, granted, as a Kentucky fan, we've seen what happens when these young dudes yeah. get in their head. You know, they yeah, they might have a little hangover. You know, I'm torn, but I, I'm going to go with my gut on this one because I was looking at it when we were preparing these, and I was, you know, like, nope. So I'm going to still ride with that nope. But if there's a free sample, I might might sniff, let it breathe a little bit. But uh, right. yeah, I'm probably not going to buy. I'm not going to spend anything on it. Yeah, I mean, this is tight. I mean, it's, you know, like you said, it's hard to, you know, Cade rarely loses two in a row with a team with this much talent. Um, yeah. You know, so it'll be and tight. I mean, it's conference play, too, and, and that's just going to be wild. So, like, if you were if you were telling me Duke's going to lose a game this week, because I don't know who they play on Saturday or the second game of the week, I'd be like, give me some, because, I mean, it's conference. Right. But being that one, just going to follow my gut on that one and say, nah. Yeah, so they've got NC State at home on uh, Saturday. So, um, what's wild yeah. about this game is the average height for both teams. Um, Duke is seventy-eight. Wake Forest is seventy-eight point five. Yeah, like so, I said, they're very similar as far as numbers and just yeah. you know, it's look, like almost the exact same. The yeah. only difference is when Wake has the ball, their offensive re- uh, rebound percentage is twenty-five point eight, which is not mm, very good. Yeah. However, I would like to do like science. Oh, go ahead. Duke, and we saw this against Miami, their rebounding is sus a lot. Right. Like they, right. They, that's where I just think they're kind of an inconsistent struggle. team overall. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, we've seen that Trevor Keels had one good game in him and he used it on the very first night of the freaking season. But right. um, I, I just like, I just think Wake Forest will have, like, they're rolling. They they won. They came back. They were down a little bit. I forgot who they played this past yeah, weekend. Yeah, Syracuse were, in overtime, they won. Yeah. 
yeah, they were down. They came back. They won in overtime. I think they're they're like, oh, we got Duke at home. We can take a we could grab the conference by the throat here yeah. with, a, with a solid win, even in overtime. Whatever they need to do, just get a win. Their their two point percentage is fifty fifty eight point eight, which is fourth in the nation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it could be a matter of like I said, you know, Duke's Duke may have if 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 they can get somebody in foul trouble, you know, Williams or Paolo or something like that. It's going to be tough for them to shoot that kind of two point percentage against Duke, but if they can, and uh, you know, hit a few threes, make their free throws, I think they can pull it out. It's going to be tight, like I said. It's going to come down to the end. I think. I don't think either team is going to blow the other one out. So it'll be a it'll be a great game to watch. I don't I don't catch a whole lot of ACC games overall, but um, you know that that'll be one that I'll tune in for just for our buddy Dow. Okay, I'm going to open up with trivia since. Dal isn't here. I'll take the trivia question, but I think you guys know the answer because he probably cheated. Do you know what school Jordan Clarkson played for that he was drafted from? That he was drafted from? At Tulsa. I don't even know. Are you playing Yes, down? it was Tulsa. <laughs> it was Tulsa, you cheaters. But anyways, Tulsa is playing at home against Houston. Number three, Houston. Both teams shoot about the same percentage from number three, um, you three, three and three? two. That's what it was listed on here. I think is what it had on. Uh, I thought Houston was twelve games. Oh yeah, no, no, you're, you're right. I was thinking of I a different. Say, game hey, I, I mean, yeah, tough. If I'm not mistaken, I mean they've lost two <laughs> games. Which look, everybody in the top twenty-five. They're lost, number three so like, on Ken Palm. So. That's what it is. They're number okay. three on Ken Palm. Yeah, Ken Palm number three, number twelve in the in the yeah. AP poll. But it's a home game for Tulsa. Both teams shoot about the same percentage. Tulsa has a 17.9% turnover percentage, so they somewhat take care of the ball. And um, there's not many, too many stats to persuade you one way or the other. This is just feels like a good trap game for Houston. I feel like they haven't played mm. any like a lot of good teams, and uh, I think they're just ready. Like I just, it just seems like this is a complacent game for them that they're going to get upset on. Yeah. So you won't hurt my feelings if you're not in on it, but. This just seems like one of those games where it's going to come down to the wire and the home team is just going to play out like uh, Matt was saying. So I think it's going to, I think it's going to be one of those games that's closer than it should be, but I'm, I can't, I got to stay away from buying in on this one, but um, I think it will be one of those games. that's probably a little bit closer than it should be, you know, yeah. maybe a, maybe a single digit game, single digit margin at the end. But um, I mean, Tulsa's got a lot of close losses. Yeah, they do. Um, lost by three at Memphis, five against uh, SMU. They've I'm got a lot of close with you. Yeah, Houston's defense is really good, so like I can see this game being a total right. blowout for Houston. But like I said, I think they're just kind of sleepwalking right now, and uh, Tulsa's Tulsa's going to come out and hit them in the mouth because when Tulsa does, you know, get on a roll like that, they'll make a lot of shots in a row. And yeah. Tulsa's and got a Houston, ton of close and Houston losses. just feels like a little bit of a fraud this year to me. I don't know. They just had I had really high expectations for them, and they kind of faltered a little bit. Yeah, I just can't. I can't go with it. But uh, you know, I like where your head's at. It might be a little closer than what people expect, but it's like they got like a ninety-five percent um, or ninety ninety percent on the matchup predictor. So yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, I have a rule. I, I can't go with the team that I forget plays basketball. <laughs> I mean, I. I I do like there's a lot like a lot of schools in the MAC, um, a lot of schools in you know 
uh, which now I guess now American because they loaded up a lot of those teams. But like mm-hmm. I forget like Navy plays, I forget like Tulsa plays, <laughs> uh, Tulane. I'm, I'm sure they have a team. Who knows? Those teams yeah. like that, I, I tend to forget. And yeah. when I see it, I, I just and if, if what you said is true, Connor, which I don't watch a lot of Houston defense, defensive teams are hard to pull an upset on just because it's hard to get in a rhythm. Yeah, and defense you know, yeah. travels, you know. If they yeah. were, if they play, if Houston played like Alabama, where they just we're going to shoot right. more threes than you. Hey, right. I'm here for you getting cold anytime you're on the road. Yeah. But if they're good defensively, especially against a team where, I mean, what's their recruiting class? What's what's the, I mean, I, I know that doesn't always matter, but like mm-hmm. if you yeah. don't have that dude that's going to, if you don't have that dude that can break up a defense, then and since I've not heard of Tulsa do anything, I'm going to imagine they don't, and uh, I'm out. It could be. So, it's, I think it's here's a game another that's stat. Like here's another. Like that. Here's another last minute, last ditch effort, just to see if All you right. guys want to buy just maybe a pint, even one can of a six pack. I don't care. <laughs> another free sample, anybody? Yeah, yeah. Free samples on me if you want it. Free throw percentage for Tulsa when they have the ball, seventy-eight point five percent, meaning they are fifteenth in the nation. This is a home game for Tulsa. Houston when they have the ball. 66.2%. That's 306th in the nation, meaning they suck at free throws bad. Um, let's look at another one. I have, I have another real quick the two foul participation stat that Dow like just gets <laughs> off on. Um, yeah. 30.4% for Tulsa, meaning that they play a lot of players with two fouls. Houston is 18.5%. They're 195th in the nation. So, if like let's say Kyler Edwards gets Kyler Edwards and um, Josh Carlton get in a get get in some foul trouble early and Tulsa strikes, this is a ball game, 100% a ball game. So that's all I'm going to leave you with. I mean, you, I'm with you. I'm with you on it being a ball game. Second. I just can't. I just can't do the whole upset. I'm with you on it being a ball game though for maybe 30, 30, 35 minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's how I kind of felt about um, Florida and Auburn this past week. It was like, oh, Florida has a chance, and then they lost by 13 right. or whatever it was. But, right. yeah. All right, we'll move on. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay, so now it's time for a beer Mm. review. This is the part of the podcast where each of us reviews a beer we either never had before or we just highly recommend. Uh, We talk about the brand, the brewery. The IBUs and the ABVs, and we describe the flavor. We compare it to a basketball team or anything basketball related. And the question we all want to know is, would you drink it again? So, why don't you guys take it away? Because I'm super excited to hear about your beer. All right. Well, I'll start here um, because usually mine doesn't get too deep. So, we're in the random phase, which I really like because it really allows me to broaden my horizon. So, this time I sent my wife to the liquor store because she had to do some errands today. So she brought me home one, and um, it's Brewdog Hazy Jane. 
Well, what was that? <laughs> Somebody. Uh, that wasn't me. My mic was muted. Was that you, Kyle? Oh, that's me. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, that's going to make the, the cut. <laughs> I'm going to need Hazy Jane to get me over this. So we got Hazy Jane. It's got like a cool blue can. Like if I was, I mean, I was having no shit about it. It's IPA, so I don't think I like those. I think that's what we had last time that wasn't very good. Uh, it's brewed in Ohio. Got a little dog doing a little flex on it. A New England style IPA is from Boston. My khakis. Uh, United States on Boston. <laughs> I do love that commercial. I love. Uh, that like I said, Hazy Jane uh, got like a little badge on it. it. Says United we stand for better beer, fiercely defiant and independent. Embrace the opaque, which I'm pretty sure is a paint color. Uh, one pint, uh, 7.2% alcohol. So let's crack it open and see what it tastes like. Um, for just shits and giggles, do you think I will like it? No, immediately no. Immediately no. Okay. I just, so it pops. You, don't, you don't like anything besides like Bud Light is what I've Cold from. Bud Light, yeah. From like the eight episodes that we've done. I think there's one that you're like, oh, I, I wouldn't drink it again on my own choice, but I will the drink Hershey, it out. Uh, the Hershey, Hershey, yeah. Yeah. whatever. That's the only that. one that you've liked so far. So, yeah. so let's see. I will say, very citrusy smell, not overbearing like the last time. The last time I believe we had an IPA, it smelled like a drunk man had. It, it smelled like I was smelling somebody's breath who drank an IPA. This yeah. one doesn't feel near as overpowering. Better. Um, I mean, it's it's definitely bitter, but if if I could, if I could go back in time and bump into myself and I say, "Hey Matt, what are you doing?" He's like, "I gotta get a an IPA for the show." I'd get this one. I don't know if it's because okay. the last one was so bad. I don't know if it's because the more random sh- <laughs> we drink on the show, the more it kind of I don't it's know. Growing on I, me a little I, bit. Yeah, I don't think I drink enough for it to say changing my taste. But yeah, I, I could see myself. Uh, I'll put it like this. If I was single back in the day, mingling, right? And I, w- I hit up some snooty, and I was talking to some snooty chick, and she's like, oh, my God, I love IPA. I'd drink this and get away with it. You could think <laughs> I enjoyed a good IPA. I, c- I could pull the wool over the eyes, if you will. Definitely not going to gag like I did the last one. So, Well, to be um, fair, um, it's a hazy IPA, correct? A hazy Jane. So maybe it's hazy and the girl's name is Jane. So yeah, hazy IPAs are definitely more, from what I've heard, I'm not a super duper IPA guy, so I, I try to not drink them. But in my experience, people have told me to get either fruit flavored IPAs or hazy fruit flavored IPAs or, you know, whatever. If it says hazy, that is going to be more enjoyable than a regular IPA. So there you go. And then maybe um, you just found your niche there. If I was going to compare it to a basketball game, this would be more like playing Alabama than playing Houston. The other one was tough to get through. Couldn't do it. This one's a little smoother. It's going to be a tough challenge. Don't get me wrong. It's going to be tough to drink uh, all, what is it, 16 ounces? It's going to be a battle. But it's going to be a little bit more fr- smooth, smooth, free-flowing than that uh, old Houston game. So this is a, a good, smooth, free-flowing game. I'll give it a 6.5. So – I'm going to go uh, this week. I'm going to do a, um, I'm going to do a red stripe. Hooray beer, right? I don't know if y'all remember those commercials. Yeah. Um, So it's beer. So let's see here. 
Jamaica. Yeah, last time I was last time I was drinking one of these, I was in a hot tub in down close to your neck of the woods in uh, Cape Coral, Florida. Mm, sounds so, like a, a little bit different environment this time for that. Yeah, pretty much opposite. Freezing my ass off in my basement yeah. right now, so it's not bad. You I hate winter the dolphin, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, f that fish. <laughs> so um, he's dead. He's already dead. Right. <laughs> what did he do to you? <laughs> sad, sad situation. Um, I love Red Stripe. I mean, I would highly recommend it. I think it's you know a fairly popular beer when you want to feel, you want to feel Jamaican, you want to feel Caribbean, you want to kind of you know have that feeling and everything. You just kind of sip on one of these. They're very very smooth. Um, a little bit of a little bit of sweetness to it, really. You know, it's only a ten on IBUs, four point seven percent. So it's just an easy drinking, smooth. Um, they call it a Jamaican lager, but there's there's not really a actual, you know, Jamaican lager genre of beer. So it's just a light lager, basically. You know, just a good summertime drinking beer. So I'm just I'm just gonna pretend like it's not January 9th or whatever, and twenty degrees outside. I'm just gonna have a red stripe and. Just relax. That's all I'm going to do, guys. I highly recommend it. Good I've never had a red stripe little bottle. Yeah, I mean, it's really, really good. Easy, Like I said, easy drinking. Matt would love it. You'd like it, Connor. I've never had that. I've never had a PBR. Like a lot of these that I've seen the bottles for, I've never had. Mm-hmm. Um, what, are you, what, are you, what are you saying? What are you saying over there, Matt? I don't know. I don't know. That just looks you like. You ever had a red stripe? Uh, no. Hooray, beer. Yeah, no, I have not. Um, really? I'm good. I'll, good stuff, what man. type of beer is it? Like, what's it's the? What's, it's a lager. Lager. Light lager. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like it then. Jamaican. I mean, like, they call it a Jamaican lager. Yeah, um, I'd like so, it. Yeah, but... it's, it's very smooth. It's not bitter at all. I mean, doesn't have much of an aftertaste. I mean, it's just very, very easy drinking. You know, like I said, if you're gonna sit, if you're sitting on the, if you're sitting in Kingston, Jamaica, on the beach or whatever, at a, you know, it's a good beer for that. It's a good beer for really any time. It's a good. It's a good like beer with a meal. Um, you know, if you're having like I love jerk chicken and plantains and all that kind of uh Jamaican and Caribbean type food. So it's washes that down real nicely and smooth. So it's good stuff. What what would you compare to basketball? I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say Mr. Nick Richards from Jamaica. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, not a great player by by any means. I'll say that. Right, and but he I, improved. I loved him. He improved consistently. Yeah. He was just smooth, easygoing, smooth talking dude. You know, yeah. um, you know, great, great kid. Never gotten, never got in any trouble. I've never gotten in any trouble drinking a red stripe or anything like that. So, you know, I think um, shout out Nick Richards for the red stripe. Yeah. Hooray beer! So let me ask you a question. Trivia question, since I didn't really get my full one for my upset pick. There's a Beatles song that was inspired by an LSD trip and a poem. Do you know the name of the song? Well, since the only Beatles song I know is Yellow Submarine. (laughs) You think it's Yellow Submarine? Any other guess? It's the only Beatles song I know. Was it it everything on Sgt. Pepper's? It wasn't on Sgt. Pepper's. It wasn't on Sgt. Pepper's. I don't think it was. Hmm. I'm not... You know, just a disclaimer, I'm not a huge uh, Beatles guy. I appreciate what they've done for the music and the influence that they have on literally every artist that's ever existed past then. Yeah. But I'm not a huge fan of their music. But this is this is one song I do I do like a lot, actually, by them. Go ahead. 
I am the walrus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let me give you a little. Yeah. I am the walrus. You might ask why I'm saying this, but there is a beer from, what is the name of the brewery again? Hidden Springs Ale Works here in Tampa that is called I am the walrus. It's a sour ale with with plum and bourbon soaked oak chips. Um, But yeah, just to give you that little trivia fact, it was inspired by <laughs> it was on the a side of hello goodbye mm-hmm. uh writ from their television film magical mystery tour and it was partially inspired by two lsd trips in lewis carroll's 1871 the walrus and the carpenter mm-hmm. so yeah a funny story about that real quick there was a uh radio station in louisville when i was in sophomore or junior year of high school so this would have been like 90 96 or 97 95 was, 96 or 97 and one or uh, two. yeah so a, a music station i can't remember what the name of the station was i think it was like 102.3 but i can't remember the name of the station before that they before they officially went on the air i think for like a week straight they played i am the walrus over and over and over again um before they officially went on the air so it was you know, like a promote That's promotional like the, thing uh, like we were playing like it in school and like the what's new pussycat yeah. video or good <laughs> yeah so like a week straight they played that um on their on their uh station before they officially came on the air so anyways quick story on that wild but it's a, i love it i love All it right, let me give this a try oh it's weird can't <laughs> deny it it's it I'm should not be saying weird. it's good tripping? it's not bad it's not good though like, so it's a sour ale. I've had a good sour ale before. I think I've done on this podcast, whereas the Warheads mm-hmm. one, the blue raspberry one, that was good. This mm-hmm. is not, this is not the same. Like sour ales, I don't this know if you've had the them same. before, but it's not the same. Sour ales are, are decent, except for like this, like, I don't know, like when I drink lemonade, if it's really tart or if I eat something like Sour Patch Kids or something, right under my eyes start to sweat. Like my cheeks start to sweat. That's what's giving me mm. this, and it's not enjoyable. So I'm going to give it like a three and a half out of 10. It is 5.5 ABV. I couldn't find the IBUs on it. But yeah, it's definitely had that sour flavor to it. Like the actual taste itself is fine. It's just like the aftertaste is bad, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't taste, like I, I taste the plum a lot. I'm not a hu- huge plum guy, but I love the can. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the can itself is just, you gotta check it out. Like it's it's pretty pretty dope, all around. So I'm a sucker for a good beer can. The beer could be awful, but I I buy it just because the can looks awesome. Comparing this to a college basketball team, not great. Not not even really that good. Um, Tulane basketball. <laughs> they still have a team. Yeah. Surprisingly, I love Tulane God, football. I haven't though. thought about Tulane basketball in 25 years. I love Tulane football. I literally mentioned them like 20 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did. That's what I'm saying. Like it's one of those teams. You just you... went to football though, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Tulane football, great. Tulane basketball, where where have you been? Um, so yeah, <laughs> Tulane basketball. I am excited though when we go down to New Orleans. Uh, my brother is turning 18 that week, so. We are celebrating his birthday, but also we're getting him out of school so we can visit some schools. 
So we're going to visit the Tulane campus and I want to, if I can find a shirt for like, like that powder blue shirt for Tulane with the green wave on it, that'd be, that'd be dope. I definitely want to get that. So just, just looking at, I haven't, I may have never had a sour ale in my life. I'm looking at the list of 12 best sour ales of 2021 or to drink in 2022. And I have drank zero on this list. It's growing on me actually. I'm not going to lie. Okay. The more I sip on it, the better it gets. I just had drank a McUltra, so I wasn't expecting that. So that maybe that's why. I'm gonna switch my my rating. Let's go five and a half out of ten. It's growing on me still, and we'll bump it up to like uh, NC State basketball. No, they they won a Ooh, championship. Uh, yeah, they, yeah. they won a championship. No, no, no. I was gonna no. say. Uh, Vanderbilt. Let's go Vanderbilt. I kind of like root for them every once in a while. Basketball. They suck in both football and basketball. So it's Vanderbilt. Yeah. Sorry, Tulane. You're getting knocked out by Vanderbilt. Not in real life, of course, but we're going to move on to must-watch games of the week. Whatever you're doing during this time, stop. Check out these games. I didn't even list the times this week because there's just so many games that I feel like you're going to put one on and it's going to go straight to the one. There is a pretty good schedule this week. It's a great schedule this week. It sucks that Dow wasn't on. Um, So shout out Dow. We miss you, buddy. But whatever you're doing, stop turning these games on instantly because you're going to get some enjoyable basketball. might not be good, but you'll enjoy it because it's good competition. So Tuesday, number 11, Iowa State versus number six, Kansas. Can we pause before we give any predictions on this? I want to go on the record, and I will pull receipts if I need to, saying Oklahoma was going to beat either Kansas or Iowa State. They beat Iowa State. I said Texas Tech would either beat um, – no, it wasn't Oklahoma. It was Texas Tech would either beat Iowa State or Kansas. They beat Kansas. They lost to Iowa State. I think Oklahoma played Kansas and then Iowa State, and Oklahoma lost to Kansas and beat Iowa State. And I called – I said it was like – it was a inverse of the other. So – my Notre Dameus is right there. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling like the gut check from Matt, that Matt gets. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm on board with Oklahoma this year, man. I think they're going to make a splash in the tournament. So this is not about Oklahoma, though. This is about Iowa State and Kansas Tuesday night. What you got? Give me a prediction. Iowa State, much like with Duke. I mean, I think the team's just too talented to drop two in a row like that. So I'm going to go to Kansas. I don't know what I said. I was going to say, like, they both dropped games on Saturday. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I think Kansas is the better team. So I'm yeah, Kansas. Iowa State's overrated. Give me Kansas. They're, they're, Bill Self, I talked with him over some beers, and uh, he said that he's not going to lose <laughs> two in a row like that. So give me Kansas. Um, I say Kansas by five at, at minimum. Um, uh, what do you think, Kyle? I'm going to go with Iowa State just because I don't want Kansas winning any more games. So That's petty but true. So there. I get that. Eat it. All right. So then later that night, number 25, Texas Tech versus number one, Baylor. Side note, these are all the rankings from as of Sunday night. We record Sunday night. So if you're listening Monday after 12, probably different rankings. But at the time, this is what we got. I am all in on Texas Tech right now. I think they're just going to go in and and I think they're going to stun the uh, Baylor at Baylor. I mean, they they looked really good. Even when Kansas went to that zone the other day, 
Texas Tech went on a nine-row run after um, when Kansas got in striking distance and then just put it away. So Baylor's on another level. Going Baylor. Baylor is on another level. I their defense that. is. I'll say that their defense is, yeah. but their offense is not. I was looking at this one as one of my as my upset pick, but um, went in other directions. I'm going to stick with Baylor, but I think I it'll almost be, went with this one on my upset pick too. Yeah, it'll be a good one, but I'll stick with Baylor. Yeah. All right. Number nine, Auburn goes on the road to Tuscaloosa to face Nate Oates in the Fighting Roll Tide. Number fifteen, Alabama. Mm. I think mm. Alabama gives Auburn their second loss of the season this week. Yeah, I'm going Bama. I think uh, just it's conference play, man, and you know Bama's coming team. off of a loss to yeah. Bama's coming bad off a loss. Missouri team. Auburn, Auburn's kind of rolling along. Yeah, you. But I, I think there's a point where you roll along, and you you think you just think everything's going to work out, yeah. and that's usually when you get caught and yeah, Boulder playing at. Bama, right? Just, just tough. So, um, yeah. Even though it is a route, it is kind of that rivalry because you know, I mean, it's obviously not what it is in football, but uh, you yeah, give me Bama. Ken Palm has this seventy nine, seventy eight Alabama winning. Yeah, I believe that. I think it'd be more like eighty nine to eighty eight, but um, I'll take Bama too. I think they're going to be hot coming off that loss. This is probably if there's a game like I don't know if Jabari Smith is going to like. I can't pick a, a player from Auburn that's just going to suck. You know what I mean? Like, they have a really good team this year. Uh, I think it's just going to take a, um, elite play from Bama, and I think they're going to want it more because, they, like you said, they came off that loss. Auburn hasn't yeah. been tested except for LSU, but that was LSU at home. Um, so give me Bama. Later that night, Oklahoma versus number 14, Texas. This is, I know Man, Oklahoma isn't Tuesday ranked. Tuesday is loaded with games, guys. Yeah, it will be. Oklahoma will be ranked. At, yeah, like I think they'll be ranked by the time this airs. So Oklahoma versus number yeah. 14, Texas. What do you guys think? Uh, give, me, give me Texas. Yeah. At home, coming off a loss. Just give me that. I just think it's going to be just... that. Think I think about mostly, especially the Big Twelve, mostly conference. I think you're you're going to see splits on the week. Like you might lose if you lose Tuesday, yeah. you're going to win Saturday and vice versa. So yeah, give me Texas. Yeah, sticking with home team. Also, I'll go with Texas. And like I said, this like Tuesday's schedule is the slate is, is amazing. Yeah. So why yeah. is it? Are we not starting? I guess we're not starting the um, the Monday games for the Big Twelve and the Big East. Usually it's like I looked big, on the you know, schedule for the upcoming thing. Yeah, Monday yeah, looks I, rough. Like Monday, I, I yeah, there's nothing. not like any. There's no must-watch games on Monday. So if you have, uh, you need to take your wife on a date or your significant other on a date. Uh, do it Monday night because uh, you won't be missing. And miss the championship Monday game. Night. Watch your mouth. I mean, we saw this game, but it's going to be a good rematch, hopefully. But. If you no uh, if you if you rather watch basketball this week than championship game for football, go ahead yeah. and uh, do something Monday night. Schedule something Monday Save night. Save up your time uh, for Tuesday, definitely. Yeah, I agree with you with you both. I think Oklahoma's good. It's just going to be tough at Texas, and they're coming off a loss, like you said. Oklahoma's coming off a win, so they might feel a little like a little bit of hangover there. Mm-hmm. So give me that one, uh, Texas by five. Then we have Wednesday night is number 19 Villanova versus number 22 Xavier. Yeah. Uh, I'm going Villanova on this one. Yeah, me too. 
just kind of, I feel like, I feel like Nova's a, a much better team. Just kind of hadn't really got it figured out. I think that's where they start. They have a big road win. Um, I'll be different and go with the Musketeers here since they're 30 minutes away from me. I'll go for the semi-home team here. I'll take the Musketeers in that one. Um, we already talked about Duke versus Wake Forest, but just make sure yep. you're watching that one on Wednesday night. I think Wake Forest can pull off the upset at home. Then we have Thursday night, number 13, Ohio State versus number 23, Wisconsin. Let me go on the record and say we owe Wisconsin an apology on this podcast. You guys weren't on. Dal and I kind of crapped on them, so did Beard a little bit. So Wisconsin's good. Johnny Davis is good. There's a bit of a reaction about Johnny Davis that I'm not yeah. here for um, because – they still play in the Big Twelve and uh, or Big Ten and Big Ten basketball is a little bit overrated, so it's okay. Um, As we recorded, we they, they won a tight one at Maryland tonight. So. Yeah, but Maryland sucks, so they're still rolling. Yeah, um, Wisconsin. They just seem they seem to be getting together. Wisconsin it's at home, to Wisconsin too, but I'm not on board with Johnny Davis. It's the best be player a rock in fight. Basketball. Yeah, this is a. I personally will watch another game uh, this day. Because I can't watch watch Wisconsin play basketball, so um, <laughs> I will. I'm gonna pick the Buckeyes again. Um, My face is sweating from this beer. <laughs> is it too sour? It's just no. It's you just, tripping? What, you going on a you going on a yeah. magical mystery tour chew, yourself yeah. over there? Yeah. No, it's just this sour things make my face sweat. Lemonade. No, I hear you. Sour Patch Kids, Warheads, all that stuff. Well, I'm taking Buckeyes. All right, all right. Then we got same night. BYU goes on the there road go. to the kennel to number four Gonzaga. Gonzaga about twenty. Been it's a while since 20. we talked about Cougars. I know. I actually almost pitched this one for my upset. Gonzaga, I feel like it hasn't played in forever, and when they have, it's been like a snoozer of a game or you know a loser team. Yeah. BYU is a legitimate t- uh, tournament team. They really have a good shot. I think they'll probably be like a six or seven seed. But this is one of those games that would sneak up on you in a tournament. And I think BYU is going to give Gonzaga a little bit of hell. Um, Being that it's away for BYU, I don't think they'll pull out the dub, but it will will be really close. I say Gonzaga by three. I have no idea if this is correct or not, but it says tickets – are going for almost $500 for that game. Why? I don't know. I can't figure it out. It's at, where, where are you seeing that at? Uh, I'm just on ESPN app. You know how they it's say probably tickets. The, probably the last good oh, game. Yeah. Tickets is what the hell? So Ken Palm has this 83-72 Gonzaga winning, but BYU is 25th in Ken Palm and uh, Gonzaga's two in Ken Palm rankings. I'm going to go on. It's tough, man. Zach's so, defense is looking good compared to BYU def- offense, but. Uh, yeah, I like it. I mean, I want to roll with my Cougars, obviously, yeah. but um, I think it's I think it's going to go to – it's not going to go over time, but I think it'll go to the last minute and BYU will yeah. have a chance. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. they're going to scrap and claw. I'm trying to look up this um, – I'm trying to look up this ticket. I know the Gonzaga's place only seats like six thousand, but I mean that's insane for a Gonzaga BYU. This is one of the game. few good opponents that's coming to the kennel, though. So right. keep that in mind. Um, but uh, yeah, I can't, 
I can't find it in time here. BYU but. versus Gonzaga. All right, number and then Saturday, number eighteen, Tennessee versus number sixteen, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. If we get Severe Wheeler back, give me Kentucky by like fifteen. I'm nervous, but give me Kentucky. Yeah, Severe Wheeler has to come back for us to to win comfortably. You think um, so? I mean, Ty Ty, uh, I wasn't. You know, it wasn't the guards that lost it for Tennessee. It was the front court. Yeah. Um, they had really good guard play, actually. Viscovi and Chandler both played really well against LSU. So we need our best our best backcourt for sure. And right. I love Ty Ty, and he did great at that at point. But uh, you know, our offense was you know it was it was pretty good. Defense struggled, and that's where and that's where we missed uh, Severe Wheeler the most. I think the other day was a defensive end because he's in your face. He's giving you hell. Your lead point guard hell similar to Hagen's. So I'd like Kentucky if they get severe wheeler back by 15, if they don't not picking the upset here, Kentucky will win by like four. I think regardless, I'm, t- I'm going cats by 12. Fair. Do you have a score prediction there, Matt? No, I don't think about it much. Like I said, that one's too close to heart. Just I'll win by one. I don't care if it's one, nothing. I'll take it. <laughs> So Ken Palm is saying Kentucky's going to win by five, 74 69. I think that's factoring in severe Wheeler. So, all right. <laughs> and then the final one 14, number 14, Texas versus number 11, Iowa State. Give me Iowa State because I predicted Texas to win earlier against Oklahoma. Iowa State is going to come back since they lost to Kansas on Tuesday and is going to beat Texas on Saturday. Because they're not going to take three losses in conference play in a row. It's not happening. Even though I think they're incredibly overrated, so is Texas, though. So, What you just said. With Texas winning, Iowa State losing, this is just how that conference is going to go. It's not yeah. a lot of con- – I mean, this, we're going to sit in the SEC when there's – I think uh, Alabama has a mean stretch right after the Big 12 Challenge. Kentucky's going to have a stretch where I think they play – I want to say Tennessee. It's at Tennessee, Bama. You're just going to see it all over the country. Yeah, it's going to be like split weeks. You're going to go one on one every week. And and I think honestly, you talked about like how the polls may change. In my opinion, there's going to be a little change up at the top, but that ten through twenty is probably going to look identical from last week, just because every one of those teams split this week. Yeah. Yeah. I um I I want to take Texas here because I feel like Texas is going to start is going to start rolling um a little bit. They just they just lost at Oklahoma State. Um so they're you know, I don't know. I'm going to go I'm going to go with Iowa State, but I I'm not Yeah, crazy keep in mind it. this is the second game of the week that we're talking about for Texas here. So Right, right. If they take care of business at home against Oklahoma, they'll be Yeah. 1 and 0 in the week. Yeah, I was so that's what I'm saying. I, I think yeah. that they'll you know, kind of start get it, start getting it rolling again. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm toss up here, but I'll I'll, I'll go ahead with the home team because I, you know, I'm I'm pretty much the same. My thinking is along the lines of of Matt's and just home teams. Home teams are just gonna kind of, you know, I think it's gonna be like eighty percent, eighty eighty ninety percent home teams this this conference season this year in basketball. So I just yeah. think it's the way it's gonna go. All right, so uh, we're going to wrap things up. We have the last call here. So, Matt, go ahead and give us your last call just for the listeners real quick. This is our closing segment where each host has like a minute or so to share any closing thoughts, any hot takes, any 
stupid tweets they want to call out, fandom talk, whatever. Uh, we just try and keep it like a minute or two minutes, pretty toast. So, Matt, go ahead and kick us off with your closing thought and plug your podcast, buddy. All right, all right. Well, first off, my biggest pet peeve is in a time with analytics and where this old way is going to supposed to die. There's one decision that still gets made that I'm just, I just, I'm just not down with. It's you're down three with less than two seconds left. So the the foul conversation is not even in the in the discussion right now. Percentages, especially in today's game where they're all where Steph Curry's a hero and everybody's practicing half court shots. If you're down three, me throwing, you know, a player throwing a clean pass to the top of the three point line on their own side that they're inbounding, taking about one good step, squaring up and hitting a half court shot while difficult, that has to be a higher percentage shot than this Joe Montana to Jerry Rice thing they try to do. 75% 75% down the court where the guy has to catch it like he's the Niners, that guy from the Niners in the 80s has that all-time great catch where he has to somehow catch it, come down, square up, and shoot in like 1.5 seconds. Unless his name that, is Christian Leitner. Well, even then, that was a tie game. Had and nobody was guarding the inbounds. Well, and, and you could <laughs> catch it and shoot anywhere, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, even if he missed it, the game wasn't over. There was no pressure on that. And no matter where he caught it, Really, the only thing in that situation he couldn't have had is had the guy throw it over his head and go out of bounds. That's the only thing that couldn't have happened. But when you're down three in this day and age, give me – you could probably get a nice clean pass to around the top of the three-point line, take about a step, maybe two, depending on how much time, get a nice squared-up heave dead eye in the middle for a half-court shot. That has to be much easier than you trying to squeeze it. Because what was it the game yesterday, Villanova versus UConn? And then he caught it. He, he luckily mm-hmm. caught it, but he looked like he was about to stumble, and he was about three feet inside the three point. Like, oh, remember uh, Kelvin Johnson three years ago? Three or yeah, four, against Seton Hall, where he caught Seton it. Seton Hall, yeah. it's perfect. Like, I get it. I feel like that's one of the decisions coaches make because they can defend it. Well, I tried to. You know, I had to get it to a good shot. The shot itself might be a better shot, but everything you need for that shot to be there is ridiculous. You're talking about taking like a step or two, though. At that at that point, I don't know. I'm thinking defensive minded. I'm going full court press. I have somebody guarding the inbounder. Um, I'm gonna have like three people right there. I'm gonna make you go over the top if I can. I'm gonna put some. Obviously, I'm gonna put like a, you know a couple t- two players back, two midline, one guarding the inbounder. But I mean, as soon as they catch that ball, they're not getting a clean look. I'm telling my players the foul make and send you the free throw line. You're, you got to be careful have, on that. With like I said, that's why I said with about one point five seconds because yeah, you foul, yeah. you're going, you're odds you're giving you're up three. Foul, yeah, you're going to foul in that shot. Yeah, uh, it's just well, and coaches don't even do that because they don't want to be they they send everybody down there and you're basically throwing the ball. Well, I don't know how long a court is. You're throwing seventy five percent of it into where nine people are. Yeah, they all I mean, know it's coming. Because I understand not, what you're saying. You, you just want a shot. It doesn't even yeah. – uh, when you get down – when you get below two seconds, it almost doesn't even matter where the shot is. I mean, you just want a shot and attempt. Every you know? one of these kids now probably spend 15 minutes every practice heaving up half-court shots. Yeah. I'm not saying it makes it any easier, but I, I guarantee you it just, it just seems a lot easier than trying to catch – you know, I think Cal ran one of the better ones that ironically only worked one time that 2011 season. It's where he had Terrence Jones send a send right about mid court, and he would do like a hook and ladder. He would catch it and yeah. flip it back. 
but just the whole heaving it down, hoping a guy comes up with it, and then has the wherewithal to put up any kind of decent shot. Yeah, and just my pet peeve. I get it. I get it. What's your uh, pet peeve? Or what's your last call? Not pet peeve, Kyle. Hmm. Well, I'm gonna rant. Uh, well, I'm not gonna rant. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna vent some frustration on the uh, quality of the officiating so far this year. <laughs> um, just so inconsistent. I mean, it's just it is what it is at this point. But I just feel like I just wanted to talk about it for about 45 more seconds. Um, just disappointing. I mean, it's not even. It's just obvious calls at this point that are just totally being missed. And you know, there's no. The thing for me is, is there's no real public accountability for it. And I think that's just a no brainer that there should be. I mean, the lead official, everybody else has to, you know, everybody's talked about this. Everybody else has to come out and face the music and answer questions and, you know, show their face and everything. And, you know, I just don't, I don't think that it's right that everybody else that's involved in, in these basketball games that are, that are very important on many levels for a lot of people in their lives, um, especially the players, there, you know, three of the folks out there, three out of the 13 people that are on that court that, that have a say in what happens um, between those lines, they don't have to be accountable or publicly accountable anyways. And, you know, even if they are accountable privately to their superiors and their supervisors, it's just they're all buddies and everything. So it's just a slap on the wrist most of the time. You know, you get the video sent to the office, all that kind of stuff. And you get judged and all that, but it's just the same guys over and over and over again. We've been seeing for years and years and years that are inept and missing calls here and there. Can't keep up with the pace of play. Maybe there needs to be another ref added, you know, so you have two on each side at all times, um, you know, whatever needs to be done. I think it starts with accountability and they don't have that. And, um, you know, they've we've tried to go with replay and video, and sometimes you even get the replay and they get it wrong. So it's just it's just ridiculous. I think they're just, you know, needs to be accountability is all. That's all I'm asking for. I'm done. Yeah, abolish the charge rule. Offensive fouls, just like oh, NBA. Charge. Yeah, There's- I mean, it should be it should be a block 80% of the time. It's a charge 80% of the time. It's totally ridiculous. Yeah, so here's the thing. College is not – they're never going to come out and say it, but it's a, it's the next step to get to the NBA. It's prepping these kids for the NBA. It is, especially Major now. Major coaches are saying it. Whatever. College, you know, The NCAA is not going to say it, but if you want a quality product, you mimic a good quality product. The NBA has that. You, you should mimic the NBA. Go to quarters, six fouls, abolish the charge rule, stop yeah. making it a referee show. Less fouls is better. Less fouls is absolutely better. Better for the sport. So, um, yeah, I, I'm with you, man. The inconsistency this year has been awful. So, all right, my last call. Actually, uh, I had – I was going to talk about our, our, our the radio show that we all know and love, um, but they kind of made up, I guess, a little bit. They come after our boy Beard. Didn't love that. But there was this guy tonight – that calls himself the gym rat. He says he is a college basketball guru. He's been on Twitter since May 2015. He said Kentucky is the greatest college basketball program of all time. Quotations around the greatest college basketball program of all time and hasn't made a Final Four in seven years. At the end of the day, in current time, Tennessee has been more relevant than Kentucky. 
and that and that is proven with the recent games. Tennessee three and one at Rupp in four years is laughable. My God, what an awful, 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 awful take to even say that Tennessee is relevant in college basketball is laughable. By like, it's just so insanely accurate. But he said this six hours ago. Keep in mind. Not even 24 hours ago, Tennessee got smacked by LSU um, in a game where they had full LSU. They had their full lineup, and Kentucky just five days before that lost two of their, their two primary ball handlers and brought it down within 30 seconds, had a chance to win it. To say that Kentucky is not as relevant as Tennessee in basketball, God, you are the biggest homer I've ever seen. So, Tennessee takes another L this week. They always take L's. I, I quote tweeted it, and then he said, in reply to my quote tweet, he said, you're always finding me, in a clown emoji. Oh, he said, oh, not you again. You always manage to find me. And then I, I replied, buddy, I can't help that you spew nonsense and it shows up on my timeline because that is just absolute nonsense. So go follow the Jim Rat 13, whatever his name is. I mean, he'll probably he's probably going to block me if he ever hears this. I, I'm I'm waiting for one of you guys to just take the snippet, this recording, and uh, tag him in it. But good lord, I mean, like, you can't call yourself a college basketball guru and completely have biased takes. Like, I am a huge Kentucky fan. You, I'm not going to sit here and say Kentucky's been the best team since 2015 because they absolutely have not been. But they're they're far from irrelevant in college basketball, considering they've made two elite eights since then. How many Elite Eights has Tennessee made since 2015? Oh, wait, they haven't. They've made one Sweet 16 and got knocked. Their best team in 20 years was last year, and they got and they got knocked in the round of 32. You are irrelevant, Tennessee basketball. Sorry, Derek, whatever your name is. College basketball guru, you are not that. Sorry. So with that said, we're yeah. going to close the episode on a better note because that just got my blood boiling again. Oh, so <laughs> funny. So I'm going to plug something for you, Matt. I listened to your podcast last night. It was good. I enjoyed it. Uncut. So go listen to Big Blue Breakdown, Uncensored, whatever you want to call it. Big Blue Breakdown. He did a recap of the Georgia game. It was like 20 minutes. I was listening to it, playing a little bit Apex on Xbox. I enjoyed it. He he broke down the roster, how they performed. That was great. I love the segment where you bring up other people's tweets without mentioning their names. You called out my tweet, making fun of Matt Sack, hashtag cancel sack because of his uh his tiny tv so yeah he did have a have, yeah he needs to get that shit together uh yeah, you yeah. know what <laughs> for people listening who maybe haven't dabbled um we're going to compare you know beer podcast here obviously this show is more like let's i'm gonna hype this show up this show's like woodford reserve right you just sip it right you just you pull it out you're like hey you, get, you don't pull out wood reserve like, hey, real quick, we're about to go to the bar. No, you're in for the night. You light up a cigar. You break out the wood for Big Blue Breakdown podcast is more like shots of, like, cheap whiskey. <laughs> yeah. My goal is to come out with something about every day. It could be anywhere from 15 to 30 minutes, and it's just going to be uh, just whatever it is. So if you're looking for something where you're like, hey, I'm going to do some things, going to chill, this is the show for you. If you're like, hey, I got 10 minutes to kill. Let's just hear some rambling ass shit. I'm your guy on that one. Yeah. Um, so, so go follow that. Yeah. Go follow that. Go follow him on Twitter so you could get updates on his podcast at Blue Breakdown. And then we got Kyle, UK fan Kyle. Go follow him on Twitter. 
I don't think he's got anything to plug yet, but I feel like we could be working on some, some something that I feel like Kyle's got something up the way. Oh, I'm working on something, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I think well, we, can we just plug this badass basement. I mean, uh, we talked about it last time. He's got an awesome I know. Crib. I'm never going to get the recognition in my office that you get for your basement, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a new flag or whatever. <laughs> yeah, your office dope. looks transaction, trans, trans, like actional. Like, I feel like, yeah, there's some cool stuff there, but it's like, I feel like I just need, I just feel like every episode, Kyle should just walk around this house for about 15 minutes and we'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah, so. Um, we just, I just found out that Spotify, you could leave ratings and, uh, I don't think there's a review section yet, but I know you could do that on Apple podcasts. If you listen to Apple podcasts, leave a rating, write a review, uh, subscribe and follow on Spotify, leave a five-star rating. We'd love that. The more, the better ratings we get, the better content we're going to get because we're going to get more money. So we could actually make this a more of a job and less of a hobby. So do that. Like us. Follow us on Twitter if you don't already at Beers and Buckets. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited about this week college basketball. Like we said, Tuesday night the slate is amazing, so I can't wait for it. Um, I'm gonna get me another one of these. I'm the Walrus beers because it's now bumped up to like six and a half out of ten. Hmm. It's it's growing on me, buddy. It's growing on me. My face is sweating like crazy, but it's growing on me. And uh, I might go talk some crap on Twitter to Tennessee fans, but for now. I'm going to leave you guys. Thank you for joining me tonight. Thank you for listening. All those who yes, listen, sir. go ahead and share this episode. Uh, we have a we have something fun planned for you soon to get this show growing. But right now we're at uh, 280, I believe, for our followers, which is not a lot on Twitter. I'm, I'm a little disappointed. 281. So by Tuesday at 7 p.m., if we're not to 300 – we're going to cancel the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. But please give us, get us to 300 followers by Tuesday at 7 PM. Um, if you listen to this, go share the page, whatever it is, but yeah, I, I'm appreciate you guys coming on. Thanks for listening again. And uh, let's go. Oh, crap. I always forget to think of a team every freaking week. God dang. Um, um, we did demon deacons last week. Uh What's Stanford? Go, no, go Green Tulane. Wave. They even have a team. We've talked about that. Stanford Cardinal. Let's go Stanford Cardinal since we all picked them for the upset. So yeah, the yeah. trees. Let's go Stanford. Let's go upset this overrated freaking USC team. Go trees. Go environment. Go go eco friendly, and uh, have a great week, guys. Scary ass tree. Oh, what was that?